Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Blank Perception. Today, my guest is a newly graduated medical student from Purdue University. He is a musician, and he is the twin brother of last week's guest, Sankalp Kata. Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Encore. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll just give you the next, like, 30 seconds, however long you want to take. Just introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, well... First of all, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Sankalp Kata. Um, and Ankur, uh, I am a musician, I guess, but that was kind of funny that that's the intro that you gave me because I don't really see that as like a big thing right now. But um, anyway, that is a big part of my life. We can definitely get into that later. <laughs> it was pretty funny that you brought that up. Um, but right, I am a student at Purdue University. Well, I'm about to graduate. Um, by the time this airs, I will be graduated. Um, but yeah, I'm going to medical school. Um, right now I'm going to AT Still University it's in Arizona. Um, you and I have been friends. So Uncle and I have been friends for, I want to say more than 10 years now, which is kind of insane to think about. Yeah, I think around, I think it would be probably closer to like 12, 13 years. Yeah, now. for sure. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so we've been friends since elementary school, um, and, you know, I thought it was a really cool idea, an amazing idea that, Encore, you have this, uh, you know, vision for a podcast. Um, and, you know, just glad to be here. Uh, so, yeah, I'm from Seattle. Uh, now I've been going to school in Purdue. Um, and I will be going to medical school in July uh, at A.T. Still School of Osteopathic Medicine in Arizona. Um, and so I'll be there for my first year, and then I'll be back in Seattle for the next three. Um, and then, you know, go on from there. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Great introductory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you kind of brought up like, you know, we've been, we've been friends for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I kind of talked to Sinket about like, you know, like, um, how we met, but, uh, wh- what was your perspective on how we met and then how, what was your impression of me? Okay. That's really interesting. Okay. So I think my first memory of you was with, um, two of our other friends that we, neither of us kind of both of us kind of lost touch with was ray and philip um Mm -hmm. and i remember on the bus i was with them and they said hi to you and you're like oh hey but you were like really quiet at the time and i was like oh my gosh this kid is like really quiet and i remember you were super freaking (laughs) tall then like all of us were like like you hit your growth spurt way earlier than we did and at that time i was in fifth grade and you were in fourth grade and i remember i was like are you a fourth are you a fourth grader and you're like yeah and i'm like what the heck because you were huge compared to me and i remember i was like oh my god but that's my first memory um i remember you thinking you were quiet at first and you know you seemed really nice but soon enough i found out that was not the case <laughs> because especially <laughs> with people that you're you know like friends with you are not quiet <laughs> and it's really funny to see um see that you know i think we definitely hit it off really early on even though we both were very different i think um Mm -hmm. like you were definitely a lot more goofy than i was and i was definitely more like emotional angsty all sorts of bullshit um i don't know (laughs) that's a really funny thing to think about that you know we've been friends for so long but i guess i guess it's really interesting right because like ever since like then i realized that we were so diametrically opposite but that's might be why we were such close friends because like we shared similar values and you know we kind of like complimented yeah. a lot of our stuff the stupidities that we did since mm-hmm. freaking fifth grade if you think about it but yeah 
Yeah, because um, yeah, because I was uh, I was working on editing some cat's podcast yeah. episode, and you know, um, so like just like when we were talking about this stuff, and like you know, like us all growing up together, yeah, made me kind of think about like our. I feel like our friendship, like we've been friends for such a long time, but we're not our friendships evolved right like it's become i feel like it's become so different it absolutely has like, i feel like um i think we i think this i think this happens with a lot of like long-term friendships like yeah. you know, we kind of started out and it was always just jokes and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah like, yeah we were never serious but i feel like um especially us too i feel like our relationship has um evolved into something that you know like i think we can both come to each other and talk about like you know oh yeah important stuff for sure you know? and i think that's not something I can say for like all of my friends, you know? Oh, absolutely. So I think that's a really dope thing. Absolutely. I think that I agree with that too. It's like, there's so many days that I think about it. It's like, you know, even during the peak of our immaturity, I remember thinking that we both used to go on walks all the time. If you remember just you and me, not, mm, not even like yeah. cat, it was just you and me. And we used to just go on walks yeah. and it was like really, really nice to like be able to talk to somebody without the stupidity of jokes nonstop, <laughs> even though we did goof around all the time, but it was definitely, I definitely yeah. think that our friendship has evolved for sure since what it started off as and what it started off mm -hmm. based on, but you know, definitely for sure. Yeah. Um, you brought up, you know, not, uh, you brought up Sinket not being on some of those walks. <laughs> and that's something that Sinket and I, <laughs> that's something Sinket and I actually talked about was how, uh, so we were just we were generally just talking about you know like how it is being a twin. Yeah. So um, I wanted I want to talk about that more generally sure. as well. But uh, we he specifically said that you know uh, he remembers when we used to go on walks <laughs> and I and like and like I would be like oh you know we shouldn't like Sinket and then you would be really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Like we have to keep this guy with us <laughs> oh my god yeah no it's so funny that you mentioned that that Saket wasn't there like, <laughs> it's that's absolutely hilarious oh my god i i think it's kind of funny that that like looking back it is definitely something i have mixed feelings about the way we i handled a lot of things where it's like um it's funny, you know it's funny to think the extent i went to where i was like i wanted to be not with him and not necessarily yeah. or it was never intended in a bad way right it was more just like mm -hmm. in a way for me to be like shit i need to find my own thing right so if, if you think about it right in my entire life in my entire 21 years of life the first only four years that i've had to myself right were the last was mm -hmm. were the years of college right because yeah. up till then it was always in cat right? St. Calvin's a cat, mm -hmm. the twins, you know? And yeah, it's great. I yeah. loved, I love being a twin. It's not that I don't, mm -hmm. it's that it's, I craved, so growing up, I craved that kind of individuality where I'm like, I need to like kind of explore my own thing. I need to do my own thing, you know? And so like, obviously I do, I, I, I can't believe I went to that extent though, where I'm like, shit, I don't want him around. Uh, but it's kind of funny because now we both agreed that like after college, when we're actually like away from each other for the first time, we're like, oh my God, I miss this guy. Like, what the hell? I miss pissing yeah. him off. We're like, you know, Absolutely. it's, it's definitely really funny that that's, that's definitely really funny that he brought it up. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting because, uh, you and Saket share a very similar sentiment in that sense yeah. because, uh, he was also he, like, he was talking about like how you guys were always kind of put into like you you guys were both put into under one oh, umbrella yeah absolutely. so it was never like 
it was never like Sunculp this and then Sunket that. It was always, oh, Sunket and Sunculp yeah. this, you know? Yeah. And you guys were always just, like, everyone assumed that you guys were the same person just because you were twins. Right. And ab- absolutely. Um, I think it's kind of funny, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, can you blame people? Can you? Yeah. No, can you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think I can really blame anybody for it. It's just, if you have two identical specimens, it is human instinct to compare, right? Like, I mean, you have a sister who's like two years, well, how many years older? Two, two, years, years, two years older. Yeah, two years. yeah. So very different. And you still probably mm-hmm. get compared, you know? And yeah, so yeah. it's, it's just with twins, it's just even more of a put together. And uh, yeah. I don't know. So, um, so yeah, one thing that, um, I thought was really interesting is how, uh, socially you two were very different. Um, okay. In what way? Sinket. Uh, so you're, you're like, you're like an extrovert timestamp. Yeah, for right? sure, for sure. And Sinket, like Sinket, is really good at talking. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, like on his own, like because he kind of mentioned this, like on his own, he would consider himself an extrovert. But when he finds himself comparing himself to you, mm. he considers himself an introvert. Yeah. Because, like, because you're really good at just like going out and meeting people and talking to them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how was like the biggest thing I took from that was when you and Sinket split up for the first time, you know, going to college. Yeah. What was that experience for you? Because I know that um, a lot of your social stuff that was going on yeah. in high school was with Sinket. Yeah. So when you when you guys split paths, how how did your social life change? Okay, that's a really good question. I think it's definitely really. I think I kind of tapped into the extroverted nature. Um, like coming here and it's kind of funny because Manoj, my roommate always jokes about, he's like, you know, everybody on campus and, you know, poor V jokes about that too. Uh, my girlfriend, uh-huh. um, and they, they both are like, you know, everybody on campus. And it's funny because they're both very introverted compared to me. Um, and you know, I kind of definitely tapped into that where I was like, um, like I, I met everybody and said hello to everybody. And, you know, I, I made friends everywhere I went. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think Kat and I share that similar value, you know, the value of human connection, the people in our lives yeah. and stuff like that. We're both very passionate and like sentimental about those things. Um, Absolutely. And I think definitely what distinguishes us is more in the sense of who we are extroverted to, if that makes sense. Like, for example, mm-hmm. like at Temple, at uh, like family meetings and we're like you know at their extended family everybody knows him because he reaches out talks to yeah. everybody there but i'm always known as like the uh-huh. brother you know and like it's really funny because it's like in our friend group though it's like more like i'm the more talkative one right and so yeah. and you know in our friend group it's definitely everybody obviously knows him and just as much as me but it's like it's a little mm. bit of a dynamic shift where I do a lot more talking than he does, you know. And so I guess it just depends on the context-based situation. Um, but as a general thing, yes, I'm definitely a lot more extroverted than he is. He's the type of person to also like his alone time a lot. Um, uh-huh. And so, you know, it's it's definitely a really admirable thing. And, you know, it's just yeah. – it is funny to think that there's so many different things. Like personality-wise, yes, he's an introvert. Like he keeps uh-huh. him, he keeps to himself – um, a lot. Yeah. Um, and yes, obviously compared to me, he's definitely introverted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's overall though. Yeah. It's like, I don't know the right word, I guess to describe it as an extroverted introvert is how I'd say it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. But no, he has a very interesting way of going about things. That's really like, it's just really nice because he really truly cares about people um, in like a very, very good way. And it's really nice to see, you know, the way he builds connect connections and stuff like that. It's very, very Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we, uh, we talked about extensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really interesting to hear though, because I, I never would have like, I never would imagine that like, cause you, you, you mentioned how like in temple, yeah. he was more out there than you. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. That's, that's like, I can't, I can't even try to imagine a world in which like, <laughs> like that's, that's the case. Cause that just is like, I've never seen that side. That's true. Know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny crazy. too. It's like, it's like the opposite is true for you because I feel like when you yeah. meet people for the first time, you are very quiet. Like, like you are, oh, yeah. you are so like put to yourself. But then in our group, you are absolutely one of the most talkative and one of the funniest people like I've ever fucking met. Like, oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> I think like you have a switch. About every, yeah, yeah. I think just about any one of my friends can agree to this. I, I'm terrible at meeting new people. Yeah, but as soon, but as soon, you suck. But as soon as I know. That like as soon as I know that there's a connection there, yeah. and I'm like you know I get to know him. Yeah, I turn, I go absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, it's and great. Then, yeah, and I think that's good though. That's amazing too because it's like I think definitely I talk to Porvi about this a lot, and you know um, she talks about like oh my god you have so many friends and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's not about the quantity, right? It's about the quality, right? So exactly, I would much rather have two or three great friends that I could trust and, you know, mm-hmm. 300, 400 friends, quote unquote, you know? Yeah, and so, no, so I think it's really good that you're that way um, because the people that you're with are the people that you want to be with, mm. you know? And so yeah. you can't really ask for anything better than that. And it's just what you are. So you have to be like embracing that. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me that I feel like um, really like holds me back is the fact that I'm like, Majority of the time, mm-hmm. friends I make, I, it's I'm not making friends. They're <laughs> they're 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 meeting me. Yeah, it's not me meeting people. It's them meeting me. Right. Um, even when I first went to Wazoo, it was, uh, like at my orientation group, I was just doing my own thing. You know, yeah, just being quiet, being to myself. And then one of the people in my group, he's the one that came up to me, and started talking to me. Oh, really? And that's how I, you know. That's how I. That's how I uh, became friends with him, and through him, I met a lot of my friends. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. Um, and I think it's the same in the army. Um, yeah, I think I'm a little, I'm a little bit better in the army. I think. Okay. That's just a different side of me, but um, even then, like the group I have now, yeah, it kind of started because uh, one of them approached me on my first day and kind of <laughs> like you know integrated me into the group. Right. And. I think that's interesting, though, because... We need a mix of everything yeah, to make think, the world go round, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so, okay, we need to talk about... You had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, gosh. I don't Was I don't know how many... How many episodes did you do? I think four. Three. Four, yeah. See, okay, Three or four. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It was... There you go. It was um, three episodes. <laughs> now I think about it. I wanted to do. Oh my god! I was such a. Oh god. Okay. So the podcast was called Amateur, <laughs> Amateur Visionary. Um, 
And uh-huh. it's really funny because looking back at how ironic that title is, it's, it's actually pretty resounding, right? Cause I was, I had such a goal for this podcast. If you think about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to do a podcast once a week with some random person. Yeah. Whoever I want to interview, uh, wanted to do a podcast once a week. And then that goal from once a week went to once a month, then to like mm-hmm. zero times a month and it fizzled out. Um, but you know, I think it's definitely awesome that you picked it up because like the podcast that you're making is very, very cool. And you know, the stuff and the people you interview, it's very nice to see such a unique way that you're doing it. And that's kind of what I wanted to get, get by with mine. Um, which was more just try to find the unique human connection and try to talk to people, you know, have an open, honest conversation with a lot of people that I, you know, never really, or not a lot of people I know very well, but like never really truly, you know, grasp the connection I had with them. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it was more, I guess you can so, call it a mini series podcast, but yeah. <laughs> I can't believe um, I, yeah, no, no. Um, cause I was your first guest on there. Right? Yeah. I was the best was, guest, right? No. <laughs> you Thank were, you, you were the, you were the yeah. first guest. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I know, just I have such a vibrant personality. What can I say? <laughs> I I guess I want to um, ask you though, was that podcast the inspiration for this that you're doing right now? Um, so that that definitely probably had a factor. Yeah, I don't know if it was a conscious factor. Like I I remembered that you had a podcast like, just earlier this morning. <laughs> yeah, like I completely forgot about your podcast. I'm gonna be honest, but um. Like, I was, like, I was thinking about you, and I was, like, you know, like, thinking of, like, what to talk about on the podcast, and I was, like, holy shit, I, I did a podcast with you. Yeah. And then I remembered, and I was, like, okay, that's great. Um, yeah, that's, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I'm talking about inspirations for this podcast, um, I think the biggest one, I mean, of course, Joe Rogan. Yeah, you know, he's a, of course. I listen to him a lot. Yeah. But uh, uh, Philip DeFranco, he has okay. a... Interesting. He's a YouTuber. I don't know if you know him. No, I have. I haven't. No, uh, I'll take a look. He's like but... a he's like a YouTuber. He does like news and stuff. Okay, but um, he's he he does a podcast. It's called A Conversation with, and it's a super like super simple like you know super laid back podcast. Yeah, it's just, you know him just talking to people. Right. Um. So, like, I started I started listening to that, and that's where I was kind of like, um, that's what kind of attracted me to podcasts in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where I started. To, that's why I started to kind of get the ideas for my podcast. That makes sense. So. That's great. That's a great way. I mean, mm-hmm. it definitely is. Like, for me, it was definitely Dak Shepard, um, if you know who that is from oh, yeah. Armchair Expert. Mm-hmm. That was definitely my inspiration for, you know, the way he talked to people. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And so, you know, I think it's definitely is cool that the experts are, you know, helping out with the inspirations, yeah. you know, with the influences and everything. So it's pretty awesome. So, yeah. nice. Great. Um, yeah um so why why did you end up stopping oh uh, <laughs> stopping like a, a podcast kind of uh, yeah i always it kind of just time kind of came up to me you know i think i definitely mm-hmm. like never lost passion for it i actually actually you're right now i think about it, it was four episodes but the last one didn't air um just because okay. it didn't it come out the way i wanted with audio and stuff like that but um gotcha but you know it just kind of i've lost kind of a flow for it um, not, I never mm-hmm. lost an interest for it cause it's still something I want to do. Um, but yeah. you know, it was just kind of school came up and you know, pre-med is not easy. <laughs> and, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. so everything kind of just 
caught up to me and I just lost time for it. So, you know, I definitely want to pick it up or something like that again, because I really love doing creative things and, you know, but yeah, yeah, I kind of just lost time for it. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because I I had fun. I had fun when we recorded ours. We had very deep conversations about spirituality and stuff. It's not even about spirituality. It was just like certain things that even in that 30 minutes of time, I learned so much about you that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know? yeah like that's that's what i love about podcasts yeah like um so many people like everyone i've had on here like for so far everyone i've had on here like i've i know him pretty well right and like already i already knew him pretty well but after after we like recorded the episode it's crazy like yeah um like you know uh drew yeah right yeah he was on and there's so much yeah about him that i learned from that podcast like yeah he's, like he's like a whole nother person to me now. Oh, I can imagine. Like in a good way, obviously. Uh, like he's in a really good way, but like sure. I have such a new take on who he is. Yeah, like, I learned so much just from because I feel like there's like that was one of the motivations I kind of had. You know, it's like mm-hmm. um, just like outside, like we don't have that many opportunities for just one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really get those. Like yeah. usually you're in a group and you for know, sure. it's, a, it's a social setting. So you're not you're not getting into like the nitty gritty details of stuff, you know? Yeah. You're kind of just having casual conversations. No, especially given so that our group is more time is more limited. You have more people to mm-hmm. see. And so whenever you have conversations, it's usually in a group, right? Especially with all of yeah. us being a college, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of just what it is. So I'm really glad that the, yeah. that podcast turned out really good. Um, all of them have really turned out really good. Yeah. But Thank you. Thank you. That one I remember listening to actually actually yesterday with Drew <laughs> on the way there. And oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, it was really on the way to – I was dropping him off at the airport, right? So on the way yeah. to the airport, I was listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool to see them actually <laughs> talk. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, kind of shifting gears. Sure. You graduated. Like a couple days ago. Well, no, <laughs> I'm almost no. I'm graduating in on the ceremony Saturday. Um, oh, okay, but I'm done with my degree. Yeah, I finished my degree. If that's what if that's yeah. what you meant by graduation, yes, I finished yeah. my degree. It's close enough. Knock close on enough. wood. <laughs> but yeah, I I <laughs> I got it done. I am fully done with my time at Purdue in terms of academics. I still have a couple more days. So yeah. you know, there's the graduation ceremony that's happening on Saturday. But yes, I'm done. <laughs> And it is crazy yeah. to think about, and you know, you were the first one out of all of us to graduate. And I don't know how I don't know how yeah. you did that, given the fact that you started. You're a year <laughs> below me, later than everyone. And else. You start a semester later, and you're done yeah. an entire semester before I am. Yeah. What happens <laughs> when you pick an easy major? You know? Flex. No, it's not about the easy majors. It's about that. I just don't know how how much time you allocated and how you grinded for that. With, I guess it came out that clutch fair, with running start and did a lot of. Cl- yeah yeah running start honestly if if anyone's listening and they're in high school and yeah they want to do, running start, <laughs> do it do running start yeah like i don't i don't i mean unless you're really trying to go like ivy leagues and stuff you know yeah it's just do running start yeah because it's save pretty nice money you'll save time yeah. you don't have to deal with all the common core stuff and mm-hmm. when you get to college you just go and you learn about the stuff you want to learn about i That's preach cool. i preach that preach uh, that yeah <laughs> testify (laughs) so (laughs) um so what's what's next for you so you're done with your time at purdue i'm done you're you're on your path to being a doctor so (laughs) yeah you have what another like 
two decades of school or something like that? <laughs> um, I like to think that it's a lifelong journey. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I guess that's just kind of what I have to say is like, you are constantly learning stuff that you never learned before. Every single day, mm-hmm. right? You are yeah. learning every single day. Um, and so, you know, yes, medicine, at least next. So let's see. I'll break it down for a second. Um, usually with medicine, right? Medical school. And, you know, anybody that's listening can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm going to medical school, so I can probably vouch for it pretty well. <laughs> um, for, Subject matter expert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four years of undergrad. Um Mm-hmm. And then and that's what you just finished right now. And that's what I just finished right now. So I'm done with four years. Okay. Um, next four years is medical school. Um, so another okay. eight years. And then you do this thing called residency and residency is where you really specialize on what you want to do. Um, and so okay. it can range between three to seven years is what people say. Obviously, there's exceptions. Um, you can like if you want to do an extra specialty, which I like just really, really specialized stuff. Or if you want to take a year off for research, it can end up being eight or nine. You know, it just depends on the situation, depends on what you're doing. Um, but three to seven yeah. years um, is usually what residency is like. And that's where, you know, you really specialize. Um, up till then, basically, everybody that wants to become a doctor up till residency basically does the same eight years. Um, and so yeah. that's where things kind of distinguish. And so, yeah, it is okay. really insane to think about that. You know, I've my first wave done. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's it's definitely went by faster than I thought. And so hopefully medical yeah. school goes by just as quickly. <laughs> um, and the residency mm-hmm. also goes by just as quickly. But, you know, it is it, it is def- definitely just another blip in the road, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but so are you uh, what's your mindset right now? Like. Are you more of like, okay, I have this weight off my shoulders, I'm done with undergrad, yeah. and then I'm just going to think about med school when I get there? Or is it like, okay, I'm done with this, but I have to start thinking about this already? Okay, that's a good question. Um, And we can definitely talk about mindset throughout this entire podcast. I can talk about it all the time. Yeah. But as of now, right now, I'm trying to living in the, live in the moment because I'm like, okay, well, that's good. undergrad, first, <laughs> this uh-huh. these four years, I'm never going to get again. So I need to just chill yeah. and just... Look at what's going on. And so right now, I'm not even thinking about medical school. Um, and, yeah. you know, in the, in a, in a, I guess, healthy way, because I'm like, you know, I, one thing at a time, right? Once I get back mm-hmm. to Seattle, you know, once I finally settle down and relax and all that stuff, then I'll start thinking, be like, okay, time to go to medical school, right? Time to start grinding, getting in the grind mode again. Um, mm. but right now, I guess just focusing on, you know, graduation like just graduation in general and just seeing how that's gonna go um and then you know after that we'll definitely uh start thinking about you know what to do for medical school but really though it's like main thing is i need to be able to take care of myself you know and so if you know, if I'm going to medical school, I need to start building the skills to be able to take care of myself. And so that's not necessarily about like the schooling, right? It's more about how do I take like self care in the sense of, yeah, I need to eat healthy. I need to work out. <laughs> I need to do all sorts of things yeah. like that. <laughs> and so yeah. everybody that like goes Keep into medical school, right, exactly. Everybody that goes into medical school, they say they're like, you know, 
you're not going to prepare yourself for the material. That's going to hit you like a brick, no matter how smart you are. Yeah. What's going to, what's going to change the successful students versus the non-successful students is the coping strategies they have with this, you know, with, with Mm -hmm. that stress. And so now this summer I have like a month and a half. And so during that summer, I'm going to try to focus on just, you know, getting into a routine and habitual, developing healthy habits and stuff like that and you know it's not like i'm necessarily unhealthy (laughs) it's more just Uh i need to reach an optimum state of wellness you know and so that's kind of again yeah that's kind of just what i'm thinking about right now and you know one thing at a time (laughs) it's good it's it's good that you're aware of that i feel like a lot of people forget about that part yeah they focus on like school 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 and they kind of forget that in, in order to be successful in school, you need to you need, you need to work on yourself as well, you know? Yeah, and that's um, definitely, like, the pre-med myth is what I tried to th- yeah. think about it with, with or thinking about that way, which is, like, everybody talks about, like, all these pre-med kids and all these medical students want to change the world, right? And that's mm-hmm. amazing, and they want to heal and help other people. But during that process, they kind of lose sight of their own health, you know? Mm-hmm. The most unhealthy kids that I think about here <laughs> are usually pre-med <laughs> and STEM kids, you know, the ones yeah. that are grinding on school and stuff like that. And it's just weird mm-hmm. to see how ironic it is. And a lot of people don't even see that. Yeah. Um, so why did you choose to be a doctor? What? Um, yeah. Why did you choose that path? Um, that's a good question too. Oh my gosh, so many good questions. <laughs> um, I try, I try. Yeah, no, you do a good job. Um, I guess with medicine, it's definitely the why always evolves, right? I think what started mm-hmm. off as wanting to thinking that the white coat was cool and thinking like the stethoscope is cool kind of turned into a lot more about you know wanting to really truly impact people's lives, um, and so. I think what I started off my first experience with, you know, medicine was with my grandfather. So my grandfather was a doctor um, in India for around 30 years. Um, and so he retired, um, I think, in 1996. So when my parents got married, um, he retired because uh, he, he was completely deaf at the time. So he lost his hearing over time and, you know, gradually and he lost his hearing completely at the time. Um, and so I really remembered a lot of the stuff he talked about where, um, like, especially his interactions with his patients and, you know, how he was able to care for these people that nobody wanted to care for. Um, so he worked at a leprosy camp. Um, and if, so uh, leprosy is such a debilitating disease and, you know, um, because of a lot of misconceptions of what it was, uh, it got like, people were basically excommunicated from their families if they got it. Um, and Mm -hmm. so... Nobody wanted to care for them uh, because it's like, yeah. you know, it's just like a crazy, tough disease. Um, and so my grandpa went and cared for them. And, you know, it is something that is insane how how much work he put in. And so I guess all that stuff looking back was my why, you know, my why in medicine. Um, but I think I, it, it definitely is now what def what i want to do right is help Im- mm-hmm. improve the lives of people and help act help allow people um and grant people access to a better qu- uh better level of life you know better quality of life and that's kind of really what you know i want to go into healthcare for so 
It's definitely, definitely my why would change later on, you know? Like, for a lot of yeah, people, absolutely. it is, why would you want to go to medicine? It's because <laughs> I want to make money. And I, I definitely disagree with that because there's a lot of ways to make money uh, without, <laughs> you know, getting into debt and spending so much time, you know. But absolutely. if it is their why, yeah. it is their why. Um, but, you know, yeah. I think a lot of people that have a deeper purpose definitely tend to be more successful mm-hmm. with medicine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think those are those are all like great causes. Yeah. Um, but how much of it is based on you having Indian parents? <laughs> Realistically, okay. Because come on, yeah. I mean, everyone I talk to, everyone I talk to wants to go into their field. Yeah. But, um, especially with Indians, it's very common oh, to have sure. that influence sure. from your parents. So, how much of it is that? Um, okay, so really, it is definitely, definitely played a big part. I think not necessarily mm-hmm. in a bad way, right? It's definitely, Absolutely, I definitely yeah. was thinking like, oh, I like science. And my parents are like, oh, you like science? You should be a doctor. And I was like, oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> They're just like, yes, <laughs> this worked out perfectly for us. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I, re- I was like, oh, science is cool. And they're like, you should be a doctor. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, definitely Part of it definitely played a role, but not definitely not uh-huh. not significant enough to make, you know, make a difference. Actually, my dad was like, you know, like once I got into my medical school, the first medical school I got into, um, he was kind of like, if you don't want to do this, you can drop now and we won't bat an eye. And so I was like, well, yeah. shit, that's pretty nice. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, that's awesome. you know, it was definitely something every every parents dream is for their kids to be like successful mm-hmm. and successful and more importantly happy um and so they definitely saw that this is something i wanted to do as well and definitely stem was definitely a big part of it and while my parents never really pe- pressured me to be like oh you know i have to go into medicine i have to go into it they were definitely encouraging of yeah. it and but more than that it was definitely their value on education is what stood out to me a lot um, and mm-hmm. since that, you know, all our parents are immigrants, um, you know, brown parents, your parents are brown, my parents are brown, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all of them, their access to a better life in the United States was education, right? Their key to better yeah. life in the United States was education. And so uh-huh. for, for them, it wasn't really about um, pre-medicine necessarily. Um, it was more about mm-hmm. education, right? So get a yeah. good job, get a reliable, dependable job that you can live happily off of. Um, and so my dad mm-hmm. will still say, like, he's like, if you don't want to go to medicine, you don't have to. Like, we're not pressuring you. But we'd like for yeah. you to go to medicine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, we love yeah. it if you do it. We would be so great, happy. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, that's what, that's okay. But, you know, it was definitely, definitely the influence was there. <laughs> but I, I can't, <laughs> I can't say that I wouldn't have chose this if it wasn't for my parents. Cause I probably would have chose this even if it wasn't for my parents. Yeah. I think I can understand that. My, my parents, um, uh, because of course I went a very unorthodox oh, route. Oh yeah. You know, and I, I definitely think we should talk about stuff. that too, but yeah. Yeah. Um, they were, they were super accepting of it, but, um, you know, every once in a while they, they don't hesitate to like, even now I'm graduated, you know, I was, um, last weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, my mom just started talking to me about like, hey, you know, like, have you considered like, you know, maybe you want to 
Maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe you want to go into something. I'm just like, no, I'm pretty sure I still want to. Yeah. Like, okay. But, you know, I, of course I support you, but like, you know, if you ever want to change your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I'm like, just like, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I support you, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, exactly. that kind of kick, that yeah. kind of stings a little bit, doesn't it? Like, it does. It's, um, I, I told her that too. I was just like, you know, like, uh, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I also want to make like three figures, but, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes down to it, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm way happier doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. No, it's definitely yeah. is that, that past, I guess, Indian parents are experts at being passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Indian parents are but, phenomenal at that, but, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's so hard to get angry at them no, for it. Uh, because you, can't. you know they're coming from a good place. Because yeah. you're like, yeah, they just they just want a good future for me, right? Right, absolutely. But like but it just it comes off so Yeah, it's bad. like and that's that's hard too, because it's like you can't blame them yeah. for like what it is. Because, I mean, because that's just how because I feel like that's also like just that's just how the Indian culture is. Yeah. Like everyone in India, that's how it is for them. Yeah. And so And it's, it's really funny because like if you look at it. You know, you and I had such a different route to what we're doing right now. And or at least like, <laughs> yeah. like our career routes is like mine is like the stereotypical Indian nacho bacha thing, you know, where I'm like going <laughs> to become a doctor and you are, oh, law yeah. enforcement, you know, military. And it's awesome. I uh-huh. think, I think you're definitely a trailblazer for all of us. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's definitely cool that we are doing such different things and it's great. Yeah. It's part of why, you know, my GPA in high school wasn't that great. Yeah. because you really enjoyed breaking stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> you broke the barriers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm fighting. I'm fighting no, back. No, great. Yeah. Fight back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. Yeah. You talked about health, you know, staying yeah. healthy. Yeah. And I remember you you did the keto diet a while ago. <laughs> yeah, A couple I did. years ago was that? I don't know. Uh, two years yeah. ago now. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, because... I've I've kind of been considering it because I've heard a lot of good things. Just like you know, yeah. like it's good for you to kind of like switch it up every once in a while. Um, what was what was that experience for you like? Okay, um, just an update on the keto diet. I am not on the keto diet. Mm-hmm. I in fact gained <laughs> gained back all the weight I lost, um, as you can probably tell. Um, Everyone did. It's quarantine. Season. It is quarantine season. I did get fat, but I it's fine. Um, <laughs> I think definitely keto taught me more about that i can do it if that makes sense up till then you know yeah being called a fat ass by my gym shark brother was like kind of a normal <laughs> thing um and so mm-hmm. i didn't really think i was able to lose weight for a while and so while i did gain it back it definitely taught me that i could do it um mm-hmm. but i don't know if i would do it again I definitely don't. And I don't know if I'd recommend it just because your body needs the nutrients, right? Well, because basically what keto is based mm. on is, you know, like cutting down carbs. And it definitely helps people, especially with, um, if, especially it's, it's supposed to be designed for people with epilepsy. Um, and so a lot of times, like okay, people that are like designed, like it's, it's for people that are epileptic, you know, eliminating certain foods can actually decrease some of the effects from it. Um, and so, mm. I don't know if keto is really something that people that are, you know, healthy otherwise should be doing. Um, okay. But I think the mindset for what keto is really, or at least, you know, the mindset you should be approaching weight loss and health with is there's, it's a very simple rule. And, you know, I'm 
not following me right now, but it is a simple rule where it's <laughs> if you eat less than you, you know, are burning, you are going to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? The calories. Yeah. And if you eat more yeah. than you are, if you eat more than what you are uh, burning, you're going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's all about the calorie deficit. And that's what really matters mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so you don't have to necessarily yeah. count calories, but if you are maintaining calorie deficit, you can eat anything you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it is, it is literally yeah. the simplest goal of weight loss. And this obviously applies to yeah. people that are healthy otherwise, you know, metabolic issues, mm. all that aside. This is kind of what it is. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of it. I should also preface this by saying, um, while, yeah, the calorie deficit definitely like works in terms of losing weight, you, you can eat whatever you want, and you're mm-hmm. still going to lose weight. But you should also yeah. I'm not saying you should stay, like, try to get your nutrients. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Definitely Let me clarify try to get that. your nutrients. You know, yeah. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Yeah, it's... put a disclaimer on this. Yeah, disclaimer. You should eat healthy, right? You should eat as healthy as possible, mm-hmm. holistic nutrients, holistic grains, whatever. But you should not. But you know, if you want to lose weight, you lose weight by a calorie deficit. Is what I'm saying. Or if you yeah, want to gain absolutely. weight, you do with a calorie surplus. But yeah, Definitely. that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, man. I'm ready to get into the topics. Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> Unless you have more we have things. A, we, we have a couple more things, and then we're gonna get into the list. Okay, sure. Um, Just wondering. Uh, I want to talk about music. Okay. Because uh, you said in your introduction you don't really consider yourself as much of a musician, right? Yeah. Now. Um. So what is, what is your journey with music? Because I know you did. You had a song come out, what, a couple, like, a year ago or something like that? <laughs> Almost then, a year, yeah. Like, I know you, yeah, and then, I know you do a lot of singing, and yeah. you were in a band and stuff like yeah. that, so. It's kind of, no, it's it's not that music is not a big part of my life, it's that it's kind of funny that you put in the intro that I'm a musician, you know? Because <laughs> um, I don't really see myself as a musician, necessarily. I mean, um, it's definitely what I do. I mean, it's a big part of my life. Um, but it's definitely not the same way that, um, you know, like Sinkat or Sussan mm-hmm. are like, you know, um, yeah. I've, so for context, I've been singing since I was three. I've been playing guitar wow. since about fourth grade, I think, you know, fact check mm-hmm. for Sinkat cause he has a better memory than I do. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, I think it's definitely, it's definitely been a big part of my life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so learning an instrument. Uh, you know, and you, you know, start off with piano, but learning an instrument, um, playing guitar and all that stuff has definitely been a big part of my life, but it's not something I've never, I've ever dedicated myself as strictly yeah. and as disciplined as, you know, a lot of the other musicians in our group, like Sussan, Sinkat, mm-hmm. Nishu, um, they've definitely, it's definitely something I would give them the title of musician for, um, yeah. if that makes sense. Would you... Would you consider yourself? Would you think songwriter would be a better title? I guess so. I yeah, you, I think of everyone in our group. I think Sussan, I think has done one song. Yeah, but other than that, and I think Sinkat's probably done a couple. But yeah, I, I've I've heard mainly from you. Yeah, like, you've written songs yourself for sure. I think definitely in terms of songwriting, it's definitely a better aspect because I know mm-hmm. that. Nishu definitely focuses more on instrumentals. Sussan definitely does that a little bit more. Um, Ket definitely is more on the cover side in the sense that he's Mm -hmm. a lot better technical musician than I am. Um, that's something he also brought up. He's really good at, um, like hearing something and being able to replicate it. No, yeah, he's really good about 
like like that stuff so as a musician skill he's definitely a lot better at that than i am and definitely songwriting is something i would say i'm better at that for sure um and so i especially with like it's kind of funny like how people freestyle with like rap and i guess Mm -hmm. i'm a little bit more about like that with singing where that stuff comes more creatively and more flowingly to me um and okay. so I would definitely consider that a little bit more. I can even give me that title, songwriter. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, Next time you're on, I'll, I'll introduce you. Yeah, the songwriter. the songwriter. Yeah, but even that really is more of like a side thing. You know, it's not something <laughs> yeah, I. It's absolutely. not like for me. Is it like a core thing for who I am? Yeah, foundationally sure, but like on the outside of things, I think definitely more. I'm definitely more, you know, like science oriented and you know, mm. school oriented and academic and things like that is definitely more my side of things. Um, and so, is that- yeah, I think it's definitely songwriting is great. I love it so much. And, mm. you know, I definitely, I'm going to try to get into it when I get back home, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's definitely really cool. And that's kind of where Kent and I differ with our music is mm-hmm. he's more on the cover side and more on the, like learning the songs that have already been made. And I'm like, I can't do that. I need to learn and create my own stuff. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we differ. I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think we both knew this topic was coming. But, yeah. Uh, something I definitely want to talk about, <laughs> uh, relationships. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, um, you, you'd recently gotten into a relationship. I did. You have your girlfriend now. Yep. Uh, congratulations on that, by the way. <laughs> No one ever saw. No, no one ever oh thought it would. God, happen. yeah, thank you. Nobody ever thought. <laughs> yeah, who knew I would be in a relationship? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to, if you're comfortable, I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about uh, Turner. Sure. I guess because I know that was, that was a big thing. At least like in from my perspective, that yeah. I feel like that was a big thing. Yeah, that was a big thing for you. Yeah. Um. So you. So okay, so so I don't want to like butcher the story. Yeah, so yeah. You kind of just like give the background. Like, how did that? How did that come to be? Sure. Um. So, well, sh- my friend, I have a friend named Martine, and you know they met on Tinder, <laughs> which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they kind of hung out, and they well, they were both like, hey, like, you know, I have um a friend in Seattle. Our team kind of brought up to Turner. And she was like, oh, cool. And then he kind of set me up with her. Um, and we started talking and, you know, we definitely hit it off. And I did yeah. not expect myself to hit it off with somebody that I met through someone else over yeah. online media, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Absolutely, yeah. I guess. Like that social media. like Yeah. Um, like meeting uh, someone over social media yeah. for the first time. That's it's really it's weird. Yeah. I mean, and for it sure. is definitely. um one thing led to the other. We started talking. We hung out. You know, it was going well. Um, and she kind of ended things a little, uh, like, in August. Um, so we were just okay. together for, like, a month, maybe. And uh-huh. it's not really even together. It was more just we were talking yeah, for a month, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and uh-huh. so it, it is what it is. And, you know, it definitely it definitely shattered me when that happened. Um and Absolutely. And yeah. you know, it was definitely really, really hard for me. Um and I was uh-huh. thinking more and more like why was this so hard? Why was this so hard? Because on paper it shouldn't have been. You know, I met this girl once. Yeah. I've talked to her for a month. I was mm-hmm. that's it. And you know, she ended things and I was like, Okay. And yeah, you know, I was shattered. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Like yeah. on paper it's like Absolutely. like I said, it it shouldn't have mattered. <laughs> 
uh, all the facts kind of mm. show that it doesn't matter that like this person was uh-huh. said this because we weren't ever together, whatever. But mm. it kind of definitely more and more, I think like everything happens for a reason because um, when she kind of ended things, I was like, why, what happened? You know, what do I take away from this? Why did she come into my life? Because <laughs> there is no way, yeah. like I don't talk to her anymore. I haven't talked to her in uh-huh. a long time. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the last yeah. time I talked to her, but uh, I was thinking, like, when, why would this person or why would this, like, come into my life? Um, and more and more I realized, like, why I liked her, you know, and why I liked so much stuff yeah. that she kind of, like, brought, you know? And so. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was definitely something where I'm like, okay, I need to understand that I need to take it easy on a lot of things, you know? I got carried away with her, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I got carried away. I put these things in my head and, you know, in my song that was actually written about this situation, I was like planning a future in my, inside uh-huh. my head. And I was, and I was carried away and, you know, all that stuff aside, but I really liked a lot of things that she did. You know, I think communication, she was really good at communicating, um, with mm-hmm. like just, just openness and things like that. And I definitely valued that. And now, you know, um, months later, uh, I guess now I am dating Porvi, um, who is mm-hmm. definitely right now I can say safely say is the love of my life. Um, she's great. Um, and you know, it's definitely awesome. Um, and so a lot That's of things awesome. I really realized with her is, you know, the same, similar things I valued with Turner. I mean, like mm-hmm. openness, communication, honesty, except for, you know, I would definitely say Porvi is better than Turner, but, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to cover your bases there. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, see, see yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, because I was... The reason that this was so interesting to me is because from an outsider yeah. perspective, you know, yeah. it's really interesting because, like you said, it was, like, from what I'd heard from you was you guys had just started talking. Yeah. Like, you guys... She, you know, obviously lived really far away, so you guys had never really met. It yeah, was yeah. Virtual, and then, like, um, so I, yeah, I, I can't, I, I still can't really like, you know, like, kind of wrap my head around like how that works. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like having that kind of like relationship. Um, I can't either. If I'm going to tell what you, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say? Like, having gone through that experience mm-hmm. now, being with Purvi. What's if you had to if you had to say one thing mm-hmm. like for everyone at home as well? Yeah, if there was one thing that you learned from that relationship mm-hmm. that you brought into this one. What would it be? I definitely want to say take it easy and take a chill pill. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's kind of funny. And it's like two things, actually. Take it easy and, you know, be yourself. And like it's kind of mm-hmm. cliche to say both things. But it 100% is absolutely true um, in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, I've rushed so many things with first relationship and i was like oh my god yeah. like i was going at like a speed of a bullet train um and uh-huh. you know <laughs> i think really bringing it in perspective is one thing another thing is you know mm-hmm. enjoy the moments that you have you know enjoy the process and it's really funny to think it say it relationship is like a process but enjoy the fact that you are with this person you know that you're doing all of these things with this person stay in the moment you know be present you don't have to think ahead just think in the present you know um yeah. and so kind of enjoy where you are yeah and, you know 
Yeah. And so that's one thing. Another Absolutely. thing is you should always ask yourself before you were getting into a relationship or if you're ready to be one is, are you 100% comfortable with who you are right now? Right. Yeah. And that's one thing I would say to every single person that before they want to go in um, mm. is, are you 100% comfortable with who you are right now? Being by yourself, mm. are you okay with whatever you see in the mirror, you know? Like, like, yeah. like not appearance wise, but just like general things, you know, <laughs> in the sense yeah. of, you know, are you happy with where you are right now in life? Are you willing mm -hmm. to make a commitment and make a sacrifice and bring somebody else into whatever you are doing? Um, yeah. you know, are you able truly right now? Are you comfortable with being yourself? If you can answer that question, there is nothing stopping you from, you know, obviously, before you get into a relationship, there's nothing stopping you from meeting the girl of your dreams and being with the person that you Absolutely. care about. Um, yeah. And so I would, I would like to say that. And, you know, if you're hundred percent yourself, the person that you like or the person will like you, who will like you back is going to be the someone that likes you for who you are. Right. If you are your hundred percent unapologetic, authentic self, the person is going to, is bound to like you for who you are and you're going to attract the type of person that will love you for who you are and you know that's it that's kind of it yeah it's well said yeah um so that kind of goes through my notes and so let's go into the list sure uh so real quick for those that don't know the lists are basically syncope makes two lists the first is what he considers the uh, top five topics about himself yeah um so you know like whatever he finds like important whatever he thinks is like most important in his life um, and then qualities, like top five qualities about himself. So these are top five qualities he thinks he has. Um, these could be positive or negative. And then he has his friend uh, submit the same two lists about him. Okay. So we kind of get to compare and contrast how uh, he sees himself versus how one of his close friends sees him. So in this case, you had your friend Manoj. Yeah. Correct? Manoj is my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so Manoj is your roommate. Um, yeah. Uh, before we get into this, how, kind of tell me about your guys' relationship. Yeah, sure. Um, so we've been friends since high school. Um, I think, yeah, we've been friends since like high school, freshman year. And he was actually really good friends with my brother at first. And that's kind of how I met him. Um, and then junior year, we had all our IB classes and all that stuff. And so we became really good friends then. And like around senior year, it rolled up and we both applied to Purdue and we both got into Purdue. And we both didn't get into UW. And so it kind of was destiny there. And I was like, hey, Manoj, you want to room yeah. together? And he's like, yeah, let's room together. And it was so, it was literally since the start, it was the best. You know, I think one of the nicest things about like being at Purdue was the fact that I was able to, you know, hang out with Manoj and have a close friendship with him. And it was super cool because I had, you know, Manoj at home and like we were roommates but I was also able to, you know, have a brand new friend group that, you know, I cherish and adore. And so it's really nice to have that balance of everything. And, you know, I'm really, really blessed with yeah. that. And really, really lucky that, you know, to consider him one of my close friends. So Absolutely. it's funny. Awesome. It's everything we like. We are the polar opposites. And we talk about this all the time that we are the polar opposites of the spectrum. Mm. Like I'm extroverted. He's very introverted compared to me. Um, you know, I love hanging out with, you know, new people and stuff like that. And he loves like being by himself and, you know, um, things like that, where we're definitely very, very different. 
Um, even in just like the ways that our demeanor too, like I'm definitely a lot more like emotional and like Mm -hmm. a lot more that kind of vibe, but he's a lot more rational and logical and things like that too. And so he's more calculated. I'm more impulsive. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's definitely a really, really good balance. And we definitely value the same things, right? We're both very sentimental about friendships and very value, like very much so have pretty good standards and morals. And so it kind of just worked out that way. And so, you know, good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so your list of topics, uh, you said college in Purdue. Yeah. Going to medical school slash healthcare, music, our friendship and friend growth, friend group, sorry, and <laughs> life and self growth. Yeah. So college in Purdue, I think we've covered that basically. For sure. Um, going to medical school slash healthcare. Yeah. I think we kind of, that's kind of ties in. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to add about those two? Um, I guess a disclaimer for anybody who wants to go into medicine and healthcare in general. Um, and I don't want to speak for anybody that I know your sister is a nurse and, um, mm. I don't want to speak for whatever she's doing as a nursing student, yeah, but yeah. unless I guess I would like to say, and I think it is true with anything and it definitely is true for healthcare and wanting to be a doctor, um, is if you don't, if you're seeing yourself doing something else, going to medicine Mm -hmm. and do it because you need to be in medicine if only if you're a hundred percent sure that you can do it or not go do it it's not anybody can do it it's about if you're a hundred percent sure that you want to do it you know what i mean yeah um because if you see yourself doing something else you are going to do that (laughs) instead of medicine because it is harder it is grueling it is stressful it is a lot of stuff and I'm saying that just from my time at Purdue. I'm not even talking about medical school yet. And I'm just talking about undergrad. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And so I, that's what I would say is that, you know, if you see yourself doing that, do it. Um, you know, it's kind of it's like we, all med school people talk about like their most cliche answers is I love science and I want to help mm-hmm. people. Their first question is going to be like for admissions committees. If you say that is why aren't you an engineer? <laughs> you know, why are why aren't you a scientist? If you love science and you want to help people. <laughs> Why aren't you yeah. like, uh, you know, why, why aren't you any of these things? Why are you in medicine? <laughs> because, you know, the reality is medicine is so different. It is about loving science and it's about yeah. loving science and wanting to help people, but it's more than that, right? It's about, absolutely. it's about, you know, so many different intricacies about human life and you see the best of human life, right? But you also see the worst of human life and mm-hmm. really being passionate about being working, working with people and, passionate about improving people's lives is what it is about you know and yeah, so absolutely. so i think um, before anybody says anything about wanting to go into medicine it's do you want to do it can you like like yeah. are you able to see yourself doing this if you can absolutely do it work hard get to where you need to be but if you don't that's fine you know not everybody's yeah, going to be absolutely. a doctor <laughs> and that's yeah. okay um i've yeah, I've, I've talked about this on the show before as well. Yeah. As, um, you know, it's it's so, it seems like such a daunting thing to, like, you know, like commit to something and yeah. then realize that you won't, don't want to do it. Um, it's, I've talked about my experience with it um, a couple times. Right. You know, I was going down the mechanical engineering route and then I, yeah. you know, kind of made that decision to switch over to criminal justice. And yeah, you should definitely, uh, you, yeah. It's definitely true. There's, I think it's definitely good that you, thought about that before right like i think because at one point you were definitely interested or at least 
when you know, growing up, you were like, oh, I'm going to be a like yeah, CS yeah. major and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm glad Absolutely. that you made the change before you, you know, later on in the yeah. life life. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So uh, moving in to moving further into your list, yeah. uh, you said music. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about your music, yeah. um, our friendship and friend group. Yeah, we so, talked about that too a little bit, but yes, absolutely, yeah. we can go on. Um, so, you have two main friend groups, right? You've got you've got Bina, which yeah. we talked about on the show yeah. a lot, um, and then you have what's 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 your other group? Okay, uh, the Blazeman. <laughs> Blazeman. So that's at home, yeah, and then yeah, and then my college friends now, and so okay. you know, I think with an extrovert, because I have a lot of groups and sub friend groups, yeah. And, blah 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 um but yeah no at home uh when you know in our association been and blazement yeah for sure <laughs> it's yeah. funny hearing so, those I mean, words think, out think, loud but yeah yeah for sure yeah i think yeah i think we've talked about this a decent amount but mm-hmm. like, yeah i think so yeah i think friendships and stuff definitely seem like a really important thing to you I mean, oh yeah of course as an extra of course as an extrovert definitely, yeah but um yeah that's good yeah um it's good because I, I talk about this a lot, but, um, you know, having that support s- system, like, uh, even me as an, like an introvert, like I don't have that many groups of friends, but yeah. like the ones I do have, like, I know I can go th- to them if I ever like, you know, want to talk about something, yeah. if I'm struggling with something, like I know I have that support system, which is really important. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. absolutely agree with that because, um, you bring that up, you hit it home because at the end of the day, the people that, you know, care for you. It, it's really important to have people that care for you. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so Absolutely. it doesn't matter if it's, you know, five people. It doesn't matter if it's one person. But if you have somebody in your life that cares about you, that you care about, your life is going to be 100% better. And that's kind of true. Um, and that's, yeah. that, that is true. Like humans are objectively better off in groups. Um, uh, and so we are social creatures by nature. Um, and so Absolutely. I think definitely our friend group is, has evolved a lot mm-hmm. um, for the better, for the most part. Some people definitely mm-hmm. need to grow a little bit more than others. <laughs> Not going to name them, but you know who yeah, you are if you yeah, hear definitely. us. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, life and self-growth. Yeah. So I know you're... Uh, you're, you're you're very much i think i think i think you're a pretty spiritual person right i would say so i mean yeah i think spiritual is a good way f- to put it i think definitely um, um life and self-growth is definitely something i've been learning a lot about and um yeah. i think a couple of things i definitely think about is one of the biggest things that i guess i have five cardinal rules and i kind of talk about that in like this like whenever I write and stuff and I talk about five cardinal rules and it always comes up every time I think about it. And, you know, you can definitely uh, go back and you can definitely agree or disagree with this. But basically Mm. one thing is first thing is attitude is everything, right? Mm. That means your attitude is the biggest asset you can ever have, right? That's the first thing. Attitude Mm. is everything. Second thing is everything happens for a reason, right? Um, okay. whether or not you realize this at this point, everything happens for a reason. Okay. Um, take care of yourself because you are worth the world, right? If you mm-hmm. can't take care of yourself, you cannot do anything. Um, yeah. and then what else? I'm trying to find it. Um, oh, happiness isn't a goal. It's a lifestyle, right? Um, yeah. that means happiness isn't something you should pursue. It is something that you're going to find in 
whatever you do, right? And last thing is you have every ability to change your life. You have every capability to do something with what you have, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those are five rules I've definitely realized in my 21 years of life that these are things that will always show up, right? Attitude is everything. You have every capability of changing your life, right? Um, Everything works out the way it's meant to be. Happiness isn't a goal. It's a journey, right? And it is within you. And you have to take care of yourself. And so those things are more yeah. the rules that I try to live by. And, you know, I think those are pretty universal, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of those you said was uh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So um, I've I've heard that kind of kind of defined in multiple ways. Sure. So I, I want to know, like, you know, in which way do you mean it? Because I've heard it in the way of everything happens for a reason. Um, as in God has a plan for oh. everyone and <laughs> yeah. that way. And then there's the, everything happens for a reason. This is the one that I more subscribe to is just everything happens for a reason. You took some sort of action, yeah. something you did, mm-hmm. something, something happened that caused this to happen. Everything right. has a cause and effect. And it's, um, so which one are you? Okay. More? I guess I would like to say I'm a bit of both. Um, okay. And so, uh, it's really interesting. Quick, so, yeah. Um, are you are you are you like um, are you like religious? Do you believe in God and stuff? I would like okay. to say I do. Yeah, um, I'm definitely okay. not like, and that's another thing that we distinguish ourselves with is, I it's not that I don't believe in God at all. It's definitely something mm-hmm. that I I think I definitely had a point where I struggled with faith, um, especially last year where I didn't know if I believed in God or not, and that was definitely yeah. a big part of you know my attitude change and stuff. But I'm definitely more. I guess non-conforming conforming with certain religious things, right? Like I yeah. think and you know Ket I've noticed is a lot more ritualistic, a lot more mm-hmm. like like in that sense he's a lot more religious than I am. Mm-hmm. For me it's more about a lifestyle, you know, living a spiritual lifestyle than it is about yeah. devoting myself to like prayer and service and all that stuff. And yes, that's definitely absolutely important. And you can't really say mm-hmm. one thing is important with the other one thing's right or not. It's just the way mm-hmm. I guess I would like to think about it is rather than God, you can think about it in a certain way, right? And yeah. Like and and yes, I believe in God. I guess the if I had to say a binary question, yes, I believe in God. But okay. my concept of God is a little different, I guess. And that's we can talk about that a little bit. Basically, mm-hmm. um we right now are a manifestation of so many different factors, right? If you yeah. think about it, right? We right now are a manifestation of the first of all, we have Zoom, right? We are technologically competent to use Zoom <laughs> and we're technologically competent to do all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we technologically competent, right? Because our parents educated us and provided us with financial support to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. How are they able to do these things, right? They worked hard, right? Because, and also their parents supported them and helped them access a better way of life, right? So if you mm-hmm. think about it, we ourselves right now are having a conversation because of so many different factors that came came in, right? Yeah. And so it's infinite, right? These factors, these causes and all these stuff, it's infinite possibilities, right? Um. Mm-hmm. And this other concept and is, you know, and from Sadhguru actually is this moment is inevitable, right? 
That means that this moment that we have right now is never before existed in the past and is never going to exist in the future, right? Absolutely. And so in those kinds of aspects, it is kind of mind-boggling to think about that our universe is so insanely big. And in that aspect, yes, Mm. like I believe in God because to my logical scientific mind, all this stuff, yes, while all of this happens for a reason, it seems to me that it's almost like a miracle, you know? Um, and so in that sense, I'm like, okay, like, like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I, I guess I believe in God because all this stuff just happens to be something that I just don't understand is going to happen, you know? Um, so, so in that sense, do you, do you, what role do you see that God plays then? Because do you see him as more of like, he, like, you know, like just the creator and he created all this Mm -hmm. or do you? see him or her yeah <laughs> them do you see them yeah. as a more like uh kind of they're kind of controlling everything that happens in our lives okay um that's a good question because it's like there's as entire i see this like flow chart something it's like it's like if god is all powerful what happens to this if god is all knowing mm-hmm. what is this if god is you know yeah. i I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a good question. I think everybody, and there's no right or wrong answer to it. You know, it is just mm-hmm. what it is with what you think. Um, I think what matters at the end of the day is not necessarily your belief, but how you view other people, how you treat other people. Right. Absolutely. If you yeah. are a religious person, right. But you treat everybody like dog shit. Mm-hmm. Do you think you are going to go into heaven? <laughs> like like objectively yeah okay you worship god but do you think you're going to go into heaven if you are contradicting every single thing that is being taught religiously right in the sense of like and that's like um, and not to get too political but with a lot of you know um current modern day christianity and not christianity necessarily it's more about modern day people especially you know you see a lot of religious conservative people um yeah, yeah. talking about you know worshiping they use, god they use the religion yeah. yeah using the religion to justify their actions right weaponizing um, religion think, exactly that's yeah. how i would think about it and like it's especially like, yeah good the homophobia like i think yeah i think um homophobia is a big one because a lot of a lot of things i've heard are about people quoting the bible saying, right oh like god said that you can't be gay yeah and they and i think that's that's one of the things where you know like i talk I've talked. I think we've talked. We've had these conversations mm-hmm. a lot. But like, um, talking about like religion is great to a certain extent. Yeah. But when you start using it as a justification for like negative actions, absolutely. That's 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 where you have to draw the line. Absolutely, I agree with a hundred percent. I think yeah. that's definitely true. I think when you think about religion, right, it's something that's more of a journey for yourself, mm-hmm. right, your personal journey. But if you use that as something to dehumanize delegitimize someone else's reason to exist here um Mm -hmm. you are you are in a wrong and you are in an objective wrong you know yeah and that's kind of what i what i would like to definitely you know if that's the takeaway that's a takeaway (laughs) but yeah absolutely yeah cool all right so um we that covers your topics um you said college, medical school, music, friendship and friend group, and life and self-growth. Yeah. So now Manoj, his list of topics for you. Okay. 
social connections yeah same thing as friendships you know mm-hmm. uh career choice we talked about medical school yeah health care um love for sports yeah <laughs> that's a good one so you put that so um yeah I, I know you're a huge seahawks fan yeah but um are you actually yeah i remember you played basketball i know you, <laughs> i know you used to play you played basketball for, yeah for how long you played soccer yeah that's because of you actually um, part of it <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah yeah well, what's what is it with sports um, and why is it, and more importantly, why is it not on your list? Good question. Um, I guess with my list was more just because I wanted to add like certain things I wanted to talk about, you know, and music was definitely bigger on that list. Life and self growth, our friend group and things like that were definitely more relevant than like my passion yeah. for sports. Um, and you know, it's not, again, it's kind of similar to music or like why I initially didn't think I myself as referring to a musician is definitely a huge part of my life. You know, don't get me wrong. It is a big, I'm a freaking crazy Seahawks fan. Um, but if I was to put that on top of what I would like to focus on, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the top five, <laughs> but okay, yes, absolutely. no, I am an absolute freak of a sports fan. I think more and more, um, with school getting busy, I don't keep track of stuff, but you know, I yeah. love the Hawks. Um, and you know, one of my biggest memories of it, and it also again comes up with the human, uh, interaction. My favorite memory was all of us. Do you, if you remember this Super Bowl, uh, when we won, when the Hawks won the Super Bowl, um, yeah. all of us sitting in our like living room, all eighth and ninth graders just cheering in front of the TV. Just absolutely going ballistic. And, you know, one of my favorite memories of us doing that as a group was sitting in front of our living room. Um, I think eight or nine of us were there, right? Yeah. Little Champ was like a puppy at that point. You know, that was <laughs> such a long time yeah. ago. But see, those things like that, sports definitely are a big part in my life because I enjoyed that ability and that camaraderie of, you know, being, mm-hmm. being in sports, being around sports environment. Um, yeah. and you know, Purdue being a huge sports school was nice mm-hmm. um because we have some of the coolest fans here and you know the coolest fan base um and so all of us are really big all four of us are pretty big sports watchers um and so like by four i mean like all four of us that live together um okay and so you know all and our entire group is like very much so sports oriented just by like watching mm-hmm. it and you know we play it too but not as much but yeah you know it's definitely something really nice to share with other people yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next on his list was moving from India to the U.S. The transition <laughs> and impact on view of life slash world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you. Uh, I talked to some cat about this a little bit, but yeah. um, you guys moved to the U.S. when you were seven. Yeah. Yeah. So correct. I was born in South Carolina. We were both born in South Carolina because we're twins. Yeah. Um. And we <laughs> moved from South Carolina to India when we were two. So from ages two to seven, we were in India. Um, and then when we came back from India to Seattle, um, we were right seven, right? So we went, we were there from 2007 to 2017. Well, we still are there, but I moved to Purdue, uh, for college, um, from 2017 to now 2021, I've been at Purdue. Uh, on and off and mm. Seattle kind of transitioned into being a vacation home now <laughs> but um yeah no so we've been there since um 
So, yeah, um, that definitely played a big part, I think, on a yeah. lot of really cool things. I think I definitely got the best of both worlds in that aspect, where I love the idea of growing up in India. And I know you were born, actually, you were born in India, right? Yeah, I was born there, but yeah. I moved here when I was one. So yeah, you moved here when my, you were one. Yeah. So, you know, same. I'm, I'm as American as an Indian can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. In a lot of ways, actually, you're more American than I am. Um, yeah. With that kind of thing, because of the fact that I definitely, well, because my childhood, it was there, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so from ages two to seven, I remember we had the extended family. So we lived with our grandparents, you know, my mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, me and my brother, all of us lived in one yeah. house. And so mm-hmm. five years we were there and, you know, it was really, really nice. And being able to experience that was really great. Um, and so part of that is also probably why I value a lot of things and you know uh part of that is probably why i'm like i am what i am right now and it's like with people valuing human life and human culture was definitely a big part of it and if you know also in india people are a lot more i guess togetherness and family oriented uh compared to the u.s which is a lot more individualistic um definitely and so that part of it where valuing human connection is i could definitely attribute attribute that to like being there um, mm-hmm. an appreciation for my culture, um, that I feel like a lot of first generation people struggle with, you know, is also there, um, for me, you know, because I could call this home, yeah. you know, a lot of people kind of are like, like they don't have any connection with India and you can't blame them. <laughs> a lot of first generations mm-hmm. like us are, you know, a lot of, they, they don't have a connection with their home place. Um, and so they don't necessarily understand or appreciate a lot of the things that, you know, we have. And we definitely take that for granted if we or I definitely would have taken that for more granted than I did um, if I wasn't there, you know, and certain things yeah. we definitely take for granted in the United States, you know, like cleaning, clean water, <laughs> proper hygiene, <laughs> yeah. good power, like no power outages yeah. and stuff like that, you know, um, like like an almost infinite supply of like hot water. For yeah, hours. exactly. You know, and yeah. it's like. So many things that I think if I grew up here for my entire life, I would have taken for granted, but I don't mm-hmm. because, you know, part of my life was in India and it's not even necessarily, yeah. you know, that was what I was seven years ago now. I was like, I was seven when I left. I'm 21 now. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's such a long time ago, but certain things still stay with you, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. And one thing I'm really happy about with my parents was that we were able to speak the language, right? We're, we speak Telugu. And so mm. we're able to speak that pretty well. Um, not as good as you, though, Encore. Like, you're a phenomenal Telugu speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Encore probably knows, like, oh, two man. things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good at Hindi, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, you're able to talk to your grandparents and everything, right? Like, I mean, yeah. and yeah. so, like, that's one thing I'm really happy that my parents were able to do is that teach us and force us to learn Telugu mm. um, so that we were able to talk to my grandparents and stuff. And yeah. It's definitely important. So, uh, Sanket and I were talking about, like, you know, the transition. Yeah. Uh, him, like, you guys, like, moving. So, the one thing that we kind of thought was, like, one thing that we thought was very interesting about um, the transition yeah. is, for him, it was the social cues. Yeah. So, for him, like, um, you know, like, social cues in India are very different. Yeah, for sure. So that's something that he really struggled with. Yeah. One thing that I thought, like, you know, one thing that always stuck out to me that is, like, super subtle 
is that the the weird side to side head nod that we, that, that we use <laughs> yeah that is that everyone just it's just gives me a dumbfound look whenever i use it here <laughs> do um, you use that really I, I like sometimes it just naturally comes out like, oh <laughs> it's weird like i'll just like i'll do the side nod and they'll be like i don't know what that means it's like yes or no <laughs> that's amazing that's hilarious <laughs> you know? yeah um yeah so what's what's one thing that you struggled with from moving from india to here one thing I struggle with, okay. Um, I guess it's kind of funny, like, this is a very political attitude or political conversation. It was struggling with people that didn't look like me. Um, and I'm not meaning that's that. That's, in hard, like, that, that's definitely fair. Though. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like, like it's, it's not like a racist thing. I'm not, I'm saying yeah, in the no, sense definitely. of like, it was a it's huge a concept shot. for me to think about the fact that there's people that, we're not brown. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't really think about it at that perspective because I didn't really think about it like then. But if you look back, it was such a different thing. And it was like such a – it was a crazy awesome experience actually because yeah. I went from a classroom of 20, 20, 30 kids of everybody looking exactly like I did <laughs> to all of a sudden, you know, my best friend growing up was Turkish. Um, oh, and if you remember him, right? Karem. You know, uh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was Turkish. Um, and so, you know, we, our other friend Ray was, you know, um, half Korean, half Chinese. Uh, you know, yeah. Philip was Polish. Um, you know, all sorts of different people. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. definitely America is a melting pot of cultures. And that was definitely something I was shocked with. And, you know, parents also were shocked with it too. Um, yeah. which is the fact that, it is such a diverse group of cultures. Um, yeah, definitely. And so that being said, was definitely a struggle at first. Or mm-hmm. looking back, it was not necessarily the diversity, but also more about the connection or more about a culture clash from being Indian versus not. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, that I think that makes sense because, like, if you, because I think that's what. Um, I've like I've talked to a lot of my military friends at yeah. like basic that you know came from areas that weren't very diverse. Right. And um it's a very similar thing which is uh like it's not it's not necessarily being disrespectful but it's just like it's it's a really big culture shock oh, when yeah. you run into someone yeah. for the first time when you run into someone um like that it's you don't really know how to act. Right. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people just get flustered. You don't get the cues. Yeah. It's it's just about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's an adjustment. But um, yeah, that's dope. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I think another thing okay. is it's. Yeah. I guess if I should also add on. It's fun, kind of funny if you look back at. I mean, your experiences too. And certain things that would have been normal in American households. Right. Like second gen third gen american households like homecoming prom all this stuff and i think about all the stuff that we did in high school and and middle school and all these things that we had to like ask our parents and if you remember like anything where it's like oh we have to it's like do if can we have a sleepover like i want to ask my mom if i could stay over and stuff like that (laughs) even through high school like yeah like things like that where people don't understand like like like, my mom said no i can't go (laughs) it's a normal (laughs) thing in indian cultures but like for all of us there's no talking back to parents in our culture oh no absolutely not no like i remember i remember used to i used to go to like you know like an american friend's house or something yeah and i'd see how they talk to their parents i'm like oh god yeah i 
I would be dead right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have made it past that. I'd be dead right now. Like, how? And it's, how are you alive? <laughs> yeah, and it's like kind of funny too because it's like I'll still I have a very close relationship with my parents, and I I yeah, know you do yeah, too. Um, yeah. and it's like funny because even with like us being like, oh my god, like what the heck? Like they're talking to my parents like. Like, like what? <laughs> and even then, I'm like, I still have a close relationship. I would still never, ever say half the things I've heard at someone else's house. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh my God. But yeah, it's definitely funny because it's like, even our close relationship, right, is still unorthodox compared to my, how I see my parents talk to their parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of funny that like what we see as like, like what our relationship with our parents where we're like for example one of the things is i see with my family is i have to ask them for a lot of things like ask them like oh can i go out can i do this can i do that that's normal and that's normal for you and that's normal for most Mm -hmm. indian indian kids but it's like not necessarily that normal for other people other like like most americans yeah like even now like i mean i I, i'd like to consider myself myself an adult but i live at home so like, I, I still, like, I have to tell my parents, hey, I'm going out, I'm doing this, right. you know? Like, it's still, there's still, like, that kind of, like... Um, yeah, for sure. It's less of, like, it's less of, like, you know, them just being super controlling, I think, but yeah. more, like, there's there's still that mutual respect. Oh, yeah, And no, it's just, like, sure. it's kind of, like, something I'm just used to as well. And I think they're used to, like, oh, you're going out, where are you going? Yeah. Stuff like that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of just second nature. Exactly. No, for sure. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and last thing on his topics choosing new skills and hobbies yeah uh, and he specifically listed guitar golf and mixing drinks <laughs> so <laughs> golf and mixing drinks we, yeah no we talked about guitar yeah, so but yeah yeah we talked about guitar but golf um i didn't know you played golf yeah that was something i started this year um i started yeah. off you know going to the like driving range last year i went a couple of times so i was like oh this is fun um this year i was like i kind of want to get into this um it sounds really cool and so the thing is i'm a lefty Right. Yeah. Um, so if I wasn't a lefty, I wouldn't, I could have just borrowed my friend's clubs when I went because they all have clubs and they bought like used clubs mm-hmm. for like 20, 30 bucks. Um, but because I played lefty, I needed to rent out clubs every single time I went and that would have costed 20, 25 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ended up buying like a basic pair of like golf clubs, uh, pretty basic set and, we went a couple times this uh, semester, and it's really, really fun. Um, and so I definitely – it's something that I really enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I did that. Um, mixed drinks – mixing drinks, that's another one that I tried um, yeah. doing. And I'm, I'm – I would say I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I got a yeah. shaker, um, and I've been making, like, a couple cocktails and stuff like that. I tried to stick with, like, making a drink once a week, new one every week. After five yeah. weeks, I stopped. <laughs> um but at least i got the foundation going so it's actually really interesting because it's like one time like someone wanted to drink something and i was like oh well i have three different concepts but here let me try to make it like let me make it work and so it's really cool being able to like do that for other people um mixing drinks it's fun Um, it's really fun and you can get like a 20 dollar cocktail shaker like uh, on amazon and it's really nice Yeah. yeah In a couple of months, not now. Yeah, like for sure. Years, but... <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Give it a little bit of time. But yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. So th- that covers the topics. Sure. Uh, let's run through the qualities real quick. Sure. I think we talked about a lot of this. Um, so your qualities that you put were yeah. extroverted. Yeah. Optimistic. Sure. Caring. 
Yeah. Those were your three positive ones. Absolutely. So extroverted, we kind of talked about extroverted. Mm-hmm. We talked um we talked about caring, you yeah. know, you're going into the medical field stuff like that. Optimistic. I think we kind of talked about that, you know, kind of Yeah, not explicitly. Where yeah. You are. yeah. But um what what do you want to add for that? I yeah. guess it's it's kind of see optimism is something that's really really delicate, right? It's really easy to be happy when things are going well, right? Yeah. It's so easy to be happy when things are going well. But the second even the smallest thing messes up, that attitude mm. goes down the drain. You're like, oh no, my life is gone. <laughs> you know? And all of us are yeah. all of us are guilty about that. Um but So what yeah. What's the last thing? Like, um what's one thing recently that was like a kind of like had a negative outcome you but and then how what was your positive t- t- twist on it? Yeah, I mean Good question. So I think 2020 as a whole was be a really good yeah. example. I think okay. as the entire time progressed, I literally was so messed up, um, like health-wise. Not even like things were going great, right? I got into medical school. This is my dream. Um, you know, I, but I grinded hard for, for it, right? From since the start, yeah. let me give you like a little bit of timeline just briefly. So I took my MCAT, right? The medical college admissions test, the eight hour test that we all supposed to take. Um, and so I took that in July, right? But I studied for it yeah. starting January. Um, so from January during classes, I took my MCAT, all that stuff. February comes along. Um, by this point, Kobe Bryant has passed away. Uh, Australia has been on fire. Uh, World War three rumors were starting. Um, <laughs> All this stuff happened in this February. And yeah, and yeah, as 2020, we all knew was a hectic year. Pandemic hits. Uh, March, pandemic hits, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, everything goes online. So I'm not at Purdue anymore. I'm at home. Um, and at this point, my life that I planned out, right? I was supposed to take the MCAT in May, right? I was supposed to then start my internship with Eli Lilly and Company, um, which is one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. And I was supposed to start that two weeks after my MCAT while I was also applying for medical school applications, right? And med school apps are not like anything, like they're a lot of work, right? So mm-hmm. all of this stuff hit all at once because of the freaking pandemic, all while I was in school, right? And so mm-hmm. my grind was nonstop. And so my MCAT got moved to July, right? While I was in the middle of my internship with Eli Lilly. And so I was doing both at the same time. And then I was also still applying for my medical school, everything. And right after school was done, it was like nonstop work, right? Um, And so med school applications happened, med school interviews happened, all that stuff went phenomenal, you know? Eventually in in October, I got my first acceptance for medical school and that was awesome. Um, But I couldn't really enjoy it the entire time because I was still working on school. And so (laughs) my first break... In all of 2020, legitimate real break was December. Wow. And so, yeah, and it's insane, right? It's crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. so basically all of this, like all this other stuff that I thought of as a burden didn't let me enjoy the fact that I was in medical school, you know? Yeah. Um, and so more than that, I realized the importance of optimism, that happiness isn't necessarily something that is a goal, right? I was pursuing so many things because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be happy. Oh my God, I'm going to be happy if I do this. I'm going to be happy if I do that. Yeah. 
happiness was there with me the entire time. I just didn't even look for it, right? So what is stopping you from being happy right now? You can think all these external factors are going to make you Mm -hmm. be happy or are preventing you. No, happiness is something you're experiencing. Sadness is something you are experiencing. You have control over your emotion, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's where optimism really comes into play. And that's where I would say it comes into play. Yeah. Um, uh, So I've been like, um, I've been I've been doing some reading on like philosophers and stuff. Sure. I'm still in the very early stages, so if I butcher stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, s- uh, specific teachings I've been like reading about is Stoicism. I don't know if you've heard of it. Taoism or Stoicism. Oh, Stoic. Oh no, I have not. So, but um, so like one of the main things that it teaches is mm-hmm. that you need to be happy. Right. Like your level of happiness should not change. Yeah. Like, depending on, like, external factors. Right. Your level of happiness should be the same. Like, something something great can happen in your life. Right. And, of course, that's great. But your level of happiness should not go up. Because I your see. level of happiness should already be at its max. Right. If something, if something terrible happens in your life, your level of happiness shouldn't go down. Mm-hmm. It should stay the same. And, right. Um, of course, that's much harder said, like, much harder done than said. Um, yeah no absolutely it's uh but like yeah it it teaches a lot about like you know um like gives a lot of tactics on how to achieve that yeah but um like uh, one thing i found is like a lot of different philosophies and um spiritual teachings as well like they all teach the same thing sure which is sure you know like your your happiness shouldn't be dependent on external factors your happiness should just be you sure and then these external factors can like you know they're they're just there they just exist yeah how they affect you is on you i like that philosophy i think that's definitely really cool um yeah. i think definitely the idea of external factors should not depend on you or depend on your happiness is a really really important thing but i guess yeah. i i would like to also add a caveat right in the sense of i guess what i want to say is happiness is is definitely what you channel right and it's something uh-huh. that is dependent on you. But mm-hmm. what I would also add to it is the fact that you need to be responsive to your environment, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Like in the sense of, okay, if something is you, – you you have something that you get, right? You should be mm-hmm. elated. Like it is happily – it's justifiable to be ecstatic if you've achieved like yeah. your dreams, right? Absolutely. If absolutely. you lose something, it is also justifiable to be sad, right? Like if you lost somebody that you love and you care for, you know, it's justifiable to be sad. Of yeah, course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but th- this is where this kind of a distinction or deviation from like stoicism is with that uh, aspect of, you know, you shouldn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be like mindless or, have the same equivalence of happiness the entire time rather mm-hmm. it's more trying to my at least my concept of you know your happiness within you is more in the other rule that i said which is you have every ability to change something you know in the sense mm-hmm. that you have control of what you are feeling right mm-hmm. um and there's yeah. a beautiful I think- quote i love which is really funny and it's from this psychologist named talbot shahar and you should definitely listen to him but he basically says yeah. <laughs> the only two people that don't feel painful emotion are psychopaths and dead people. 
that those are yeah. two people, right? <laughs> so if you feel something yeah. sad, it's good. That means you're alive and you're not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's really, Absolutely. really interesting <laughs> that he brings that up because it goes into its stoicism and, you know, with what I'm talking about, which is, I guess, Calpism, <laughs> which is more on the fact of, um, you know, you can, your goal for being happy and your dependence on being happy is, you know, it's, it's good. And it, it is not a goal. It is something you experience, but rather mm. it's also something that you need to be understanding with and accepting your emotions. And that's kind of what I guess I'd have to take away from that. But yeah, we can move on to the next stuff too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the two negatives you put were sensitive slash emotional yeah. and overthinker. Yeah. So sensitive slash emotional, I think we've kind of, we've kind of talked about it. You know, yeah. you, you, um, yeah, I think we've kind of covered that one. Mm-hmm. And overthinker, overthinkers, before you talk about it, I want to just, I think just about every single person that's been on so far yeah. has had overthinker. As really? One of negative qualities. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them have. And I think it's, it's so interesting because I think it's because that either means that overthinking is a huge problem mm. or there's a healthy level of overthinking and then there's that people miss that people mistake as yeah. an issue. Sure. And then there's an unhealthy level of overthinking that, you know, is actually an issue. Right. So do, where do you so do you think that your overthinking is like an issue or do you think it's more at like there's a healthy level of you got to kind of sure. process something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely really funny because, like, I guess the way I think about it, and it's a funny motto that I always talk to myself, is I underwork and overstress. Um, and <laughs> I think all of us are guilty of that at times where I worry yeah. so much about certain things and I don't do anything to fix it. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's something I've been trying to, you know, take over. Like, you have control of what you do. Um Am I, what category do I fall in? I think I definitely fall in, honestly, <laughs> really thinking about it is everybody's normal, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with overthinking um, as long as yeah. it's not like crippling your life. Um, but I would I definitely, it, I, I it ties into... it's all relative, right? It's all relative. I think I definitely um, inter or like I definitely overthink on certain things that come naturally to other people if that makes sense mm-hmm. like i'll start yeah. i'll definitely plan out like like how like when do i come to a place like what time do i have to be there to be on time things like that where i will hypo- hypothesize all these scenarios in my head mm-hmm. and so things like that that come naturally to other people at least from what i see i overthink on um yeah and so I think, um, yeah i think it ties into like what we've been talking about, like just about this entire episode, which is um, it's like overthinking in itself. I don't think is like super unhealthy unless you're doing it a lot. Right. But what you do with your overthinking, like if you're, if you're getting, if you're, if you're making a positive outcome from like for you, like, you know, you talk about uh, like, you know, trying to get to a place at a specific time. Yeah. If you're, if, if, if the outcome of that is, you're just stressing about it so much. You're like canceling plans because you just don't, you can't stop thinking about like, oh man, I, I don't know if I'm going to be late, if I'm going to be too early, right. you know? But um, like in my case, like I'm, I also, I love, I hate when people aren't punctual. Yeah. I love, like I, I love being like, mm-hmm. I always try to be 15 minutes early wherever I go. Sure. Like that's something the military's kind of instilled in me, but something yeah, yeah. I've always kind of done as well. Yeah. And 
So like for me, like I kind of overthink like, okay, what time do I need to leave? Yeah. But it's in a good way because I, I hate being late and I'm usually not late. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely good that you, you're thinking about it that way. And I think that's, that's where it distinguishes between healthy versus not. Right. I think exactly. because it, it influences you in a good way, right? It's empathetic. Mm-hmm. Empath- emphasizing positivity or punctuality and things like that. And so that way it's great. Yeah. Right. But in ways where it's not good is definitely in certain aspects of, you know, are you overthinking every single thought process? Are you overthinking, you know, are you mentally exhausted from overthinking? Are you yeah. preventing yourself from being happy from overthinking about, exactly. you know, worrying f- about future um, and that was definitely something I did for a long time, especially with, you know, the uncertainty that comes into going to medicine and going into medical school, mm-hmm. especially last year, I struggled a lot with that. And, you know, I was very, very anxious about those things. And so that's kind of what I would definitely say. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that covers our, your, your list of qualities. Sure. Um, for the sake of time, I'm just going to quickly run through uh, Manoj's yeah. uh, list of qualities. And then mm-hmm. there's, there's just one on there that I really want to talk to you about. Yeah, um, sure. So it's ability to talk to anybody he meets. Yeah. Generous, lively, and filled with positive energy. Yeah. Very good memory. Mm. And then his one negative. This is the one I really want to talk to you about because um, knowingly or unknowingly seeks validation from others. <laughs> oh, my God. More often than the average. Yeah, and that word for word is what my average said. Yes, that's word for word. That's a great one. <laughs> That's good. That's a really good one. Um, Is that something you were aware of? No, I I am 100% aware of that. Yeah, no, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Definitely, it is definitely, unfortunately, a a kind of extroverted thing. (laughs) I guess a lot of extroverts do seek validation in other people. I mean, you know, that's kind of what I've been working on is, you know, trying to seek other people's approval. Um, mm. and trying not to seek other people's approval is what I'm working yeah. on, not the trying to seek people's <laughs> approval. Um, I will get everyone. <laughs> that is my goal. That is my <laughs> destiny. Everybody's going to be liking me. You know, it's funny because a lot of these things is, yes, it is wanting to, everybody wants to make a good impression on other people. There's no doubt about that. Um, I definitely do find validation or try to seek validation in other people. Like, and, and yeah, it, it is definitely something that is unfortunately a tenant of mine where mm-hmm. I definitely direct time to make sure that other people like me. Um, but I think it's, it's kind of funny, right? It's like, if everybody likes you, you are not yourself <laughs> realistically, yeah, right? If you are exactly. molding yourself to someone else, you are not who you are. Um, and so yeah. that's something I've definitely been trying to work on now. Um, mm-hmm. But it is definitely frustrating, right? A lot of times, even with me, I know I do this. Um, yeah. But I definitely try to gather people's approval for everything. Um, mm. Even the smallest things, dude. Like it's And it's definitely wanting to fit in since a kid, since I was a kid. Like, mm. like I guess if I want to give a prime example, us getting Xboxes. Um, yeah. The reason, one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to get an Xbox was because everybody else had one. One of the re- yeah. biggest reasons I wanted to get Halo Reach was because everybody else had it. <laughs> um, and it's just things like that, man. Like, like yeah. wanting to get validation, even with like, even with things like Purdue. I think obviously I love Purdue. I love going here. I love going mm-hmm. to like doing all the stuff I want. But my, one of the biggest things for me to go to Purdue was going in was, Oh my God, I want people to think I'm smart. Right. 
Yeah. I want people to think I, I can make it. I'm capable of doing this. And so, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause like things like that, right? It's like all these sorts of things where, you know, you look back and I definitely sought validation for a lot of stupid ass things, but yeah. you know, I, I think, it is yeah, definitely, I think, I think yeah. you really nailed that. Cause, um, this, like the reason this one really stuck out to me is because yeah. it is a, one of the main reasons I wanted to start this podcast, you know, right. with the blank perception and everything, yeah, is like I found that in myself. Like, right, um, I don't, I, I don't. Obviously, I don't talk to quite as many people as you, so it's not <laughs> as much of a problem for me. Sure, but um, it's changing yourself, yeah, to like changing yourself to different groups, right? Like, yeah, um, like I've, t- I've, I've, I've always talked about it. Who I am around you, like if yeah. it's if it's just the two of us on our walks completely right. different you've probably noticed yeah, yeah completely different than when i'm around all of the rest of Bina. for sure and who i am like i've had uh i had one of my army friends hoover he yeah. was on and he told he was telling me like when i was talking to like sussin and through venetia yeah like when he was listening to those episodes he was like it's so weird to hear you like that like, that's <laughs> not at all how you are like around us like, i can imagine man so, oh like, my gosh yeah and like and it's one of those things, like, it's something that I've been, like, definitely working on, you know, yeah. like, because um, I always, I've kind of grown to just take the form of whatever environment I'm in. Yeah. And sometimes that means I suppress a large part of my personality. Sure. And it's something that I've worked on being, like, expressing myself, getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And it's especially hard, because I, I think for me, it's especially hard, because I'm an introvert, so... I don't really like sharing that much about myself. Sure. Um, yeah. And that's actually what but, I was going to ask you is like, do you think that's because you're a lot more reserved and quiet? Um, yeah. But yeah. I think it definitely is something also, I guess, being brown, <laughs> being like, <laughs> you know, like, it's kind of funny if you ever seen, have you seen Patriot Act or Homecoming King by Hasan Minaj? Um, um, uh, Homecoming King was his comedy special, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched that one. Okay. Like, do you remember, like, he's, like, one of, one of the key things that people say, Indian dads say that breaks people's hearts is, Logia kahenge, right? It's like, what will people think? Yeah. So that kind of yeah. thought process where it's, like, be careful. Like, people's opinion matters so much more to us than, like, yeah. our own is ingrained into us <laughs> as being Indian, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's definitely, you know, it's definitely validation is a huge thing. And it, it's it's good to be, like, validated. Um and yeah. it's, it's fine to, like, do that to an extent because you are in a society after all. So if people value you or you need to seek validation from your peers to a certain extent. But is that – should that be a crippling thing, right? Are you going to be yeah. a be someone that really needs that kind of approval from somebody else? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, and so exactly. it's a great, great thing that he pointed that out because I definitely need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've gone through the lists. Yeah. What What do you think coming out of this? Do yeah. you like? Where do you think you're? Yeah. Here, let's just. Um, where do you think you're the most different from your true self? Okay. Um. I guess that what? could be Bina. That could be Blaze Man. Oh, that could be, okay. Be like friends. like location. Like in wise. what circle? Yeah. What okay. What circle? What area do you think you're the least true to yourself? Okay. Um, and why? That's a good question. I think, okay, that's a great way to, great way to end this podcast is making me think <laughs> so deeply about this. I, yeah. I, I can safely say that in my friend groups, for the most part, I am definitely myself. 
and I'm really happy about mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Binna, out of all of these areas, I would say, as a whole, not as much, if that makes okay. sense. You know, as a massive yeah. group of us 20-something people, not as much yeah. as I am somewhere else. But as a group, like, you guys are some of the closest friends of my life, right? Like, you, yeah. Dhruv, Nishu, Kao, um, you know, uh, all of you guys, Harsha, all of you guys are, like, the closest people in my life, you know? And so, mm-hmm. in that group of people, obviously, I am very much myself, right? Yeah. Um, but in the extended group, as a whole, am I myself compared to, you know, with somebody else? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know if you would, you could say you are yourself too. It is just as a bigger group, it is a deviation in identity. Um, and so I guess in that sense, no, I'm not myself. (laughs) Um, Mm. if I would also say in terms of academic settings, I'm also not necessarily myself. Again, I still feel very comfortable. I'm definitely a hundred percent comfortable with who I am. It's not about that. It's definitely in that setting. I'm, Obviously, I can't be swearing twenty four seven. Yeah, I think doing yeah, all that stuff. Slightly different. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, so there's like yeah, because like when you're at work, when yeah. you're in, like in class, there's a level of professionalism you gotta mm-hmm. hold, and that's I feel like that's kind of different. Yeah, um, okay, for sure. But yeah, I think I think yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, okay, so this this covered everything I wanted to talk about. Sure. So now, what questions do you have for me? Okay. Um. Good question. I think. We'll wrap it up with, you know, what do you think you learned from the podcast? What do you think? What what has been your takeaway from everything that you've experienced right now with everything that's going on? And like all the people you've interviewed, what, like this is what, the eighth or ninth episode now? Uh, I think this might be the sixth or seventh. Okay, yeah. Okay. Seventh. Seven, okay, seventh. All right. But out of all this takeaway, what has been your takeaway on everything? Ooh, good question. Um, I think it's it's kind of achieved my goal of what i wanted to learn from these podcasts sure which is i'm definitely not alone in how i am socially okay yeah um like you know i talk about like like you know changing myself and stuff like that Mm. um i always kind of thought it was me i always kind of thought it was something like kind of i don't want to say a problem but like i kind of always thought it was like my own kind of little issue yeah where i couldn't like where i had to change myself in mm. order to fit in places. sure yeah but it's it's kind of helped uh not not make it seem like it's a good thing to do but it it helps in knowing that you know you're not the only one going through that yeah and for sure yeah and and just talking to people and like especially talking to such a variety of people like you know like talking right. to like me being able to talk to you guys mm-hmm. and talking to my army friends it's um it it helps me kind of it helps it's two worlds colliding for me right right absolutely um it's uh one way i've always seen it is how like one way i've always like thought about it in my head you know when i was thinking when, about making this podcast yeah is how what would i be mm-hmm. if my army group of friends and you guys just yeah. met and I was in the middle of it. I was like, "Hey guys, this is these are all my army friends. Army, <laughs> like these, these, are, these are all my um, other friends. And how yeah. would I be in that moment?" Right. And immediately, my head just would explode. First of all, <laughs> just brain matter everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. But, sure. <laughs> but like I, like the more I do these episodes, yeah. the more 
the more it doesn't seem impossible to me. Like yeah. the more I'm kind of learning, I'm learning about you guys, which is amazing. Cause right. like there's so much about people that I've learned through these episodes, but I'm learning so much about myself and, yeah. you know, like all, like all the advice you've given me yeah. is like, it's stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm going to use, you know? Right. No, for like, sure. It's like, I'm learning so much. And my hope is that everyone listening, yeah. you know, they're taking all of this advice and for sure. Um, you know, learning from it and using it in their own lives and hopefully bettering themselves the way I'm trying to better myself. That's that's a great way to put it. I think I definitely resounded to that. I definitely resonate with that. I mean, the one thing and I guess, yeah, uh, with when you talked about like, I am not alone in this, you know, mm-hmm. I remember that kind of that topic with Dhruv when you're talking about been <laughs> as a whole, our friend group being a pretty immature group of people. Um, I yeah. want to scream from the top of the, like, <laughs> I want to get out of my car and scream when I heard that. I was like, I've been yeah. saying that since we were in sixth grade. Like, I was so sensitive and you guys used to give me so much shit for that. And I resent you all for that bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys used to give me uh, so much yeah. crap for being like, like so sensitive. I'm like, why can't, why can't uh-huh. we be, be more mature? <laughs> but like... Yeah. it's so funny that drew said that too because i agree with that i think like mm-hmm. on, as us together as a core group of like six or seven people we are very close and we're very respectful very good people and you know we joke around but you know these friendships are some things that last for a long time um Absolutely. and so but like definitely i definitely was like oh my god we are kids at times and i love that we're like childish <laughs> and like i think it's definitely great but it's also like it is definitely like I want to like get real for a second, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely that's something I've yeah. talked about as well. Is that's yeah. why I'm really glad that like even though we have this huge group, yeah, within that group we have these little break off groups for sure, that, for sure. Know, and I think that's where we have a lot more productive conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. So this that's that's the end of the podcast, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely, we got it. I think it. this is gonna take this is gonna take the record for longest podcast. We're about a, we're like an hour <laughs> and fifty minutes in now. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah, that time flew. I it did uh, it did. It's been really <laughs> fun making it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, before we sign off, I'm gonna give you some time. Plug whatever you want to plug. Um. Instagram. If you have a YouTube, if you have a Twitter, whatever. Um, nothing yet, but I guess I'm trying to work on a book, and I don't know if you realize that yet, but it's something oh. in the works, and it's I don't know when it's going to release, but it's definitely going to be something I'm going to release hopefully soon. Um, but I'm going to put it on Amazon, put it on my Instagram, all that stuff. But it's going to be called right now. I'm thinking, Inner Machinations: Colon Life Lessons from a Rather Unqualified Individual. And so that's kind of what it's called. Um, It's kind of in the works. It's been in the works for a while. But once it releases, I will definitely, yeah, definitely send it out. And you guys can feature it. Um, Definitely. um, Well, I'll definitely have you back on and we'll talk about that. For sure. It comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's awesome. Um, All right. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Yep. Appreciate Uh, it. Thank you for coming. My pleasure. And, uh Make sure to follow at Blank Perception on Instagram to stay up to date with future episodes. And I will see you next time on Blank Perception. <laughs>